0: Welcome to What Are You Sporting About podcast, a podcast about business, employment, sports, and entertainment to help educate, support, and guide you to your next level. Here's your host, attorney Savania DeBarros.
1: Hello, everybody. Savania DeBarros, the protector of athletes, also the founder and principal attorney of the SL DeBarros Law Firm, where we represent six- and seven-figure <laughs> Business Owners and Athletes in Business. And I'm so excited to bring another episode of What Are You Sporting About to you today. And we have um, an amazing guest. Like, I know I say that every time, but I just love all of my people that come on here, okay? Everybody drops gems. And I know Jeff is going to do that today. But before we get into this interview, I have to remind you that there is a new book coming out called Athletes Making Moves secure your future by protecting your name image and likeness this is going to be huge not just for college athletes but also to provide the right information in the way that professional athletes now today can secure their name image and likeness in business and anything else that they want to be involved in so make sure that you go ahead sign up for the launch you'll see the link at the bottom of my screen You can go ahead and get your ticket there. Visit athletesmakingmoves.com so you can see all the extra stuff that's going on um, so that you can also be a part of it. Join the group on Facebook, Athletes Making Moves, and follow the Instagram page, Athletes Making Moves. So without further ado, I have Jeff Christian in the house today. And this man, oh my Lord, I felt like Jeff and I knew each other. (laughs) for a long time. And um, Jeff brought me in on his podcast a little while ago now, and it's called Life's Essential Ingredient. So he is the the co-host of that show. And um, I mean, just the atmosphere that he and his co-host creates in that moment, it's, it's just absolutely magical. But there's more to Jeff, okay? There's more to Jeff. He's also a secret hero. So I'm going to let him talk about that. He is also a former basketball coach for women and men, I believe. Okay, Um, so, Jeff, go ahead and take it away. Tell us more about you and literally your superpower, because you've been doing a lot, especially during the pandemic.
2: Yeah, well, thank you. Have me on the show. And I want to, before I get into that, I just want to congratulate you again. I'm always taking notes because I'm always trying to learn and feel like I have so much to do to grow and get better and to share that. But in just you giving your plug for your book, get me goosebumps already, get me hyped up, especially being a former athlete. And currently am the head coach of a Solano Stallions, a men's uh, ABA professional team out of Fairfield in California. We're not in season right now, uh, but yeah, so I love sports and I love to hear uh, there's someone like you that's out to represent the athlete's best interest. And just in, in what I wrote about what you were talking about, the right information You know, if you just look at the pandemic, not to get things twisted, but if we would have just had the right information right out of the gate, it just leads to security. And those were the two things that I wrote down of just what you said. And man, so if you can find somebody to give you the right information, that's going to give you that sense of security. That's how you truly share your gift and allow yourself to bring your best self uh, each and every day. And then sometimes when that best self isn't quite what you thought it was, It allows you to tap into the resilience that you know that you have, especially when you have somebody like a partner like you who's going to represent. So I just want to say congratulations Congratulations to you for what you're doing. I'm excited to check out your book uh, and just happy to know that, uh, again, you're out there representing athletes to be them best selves. Uh, Now, what does C4 leaders do uh, and and what am I doing? I'm I'm definitely not any hero. Uh, You're not going to like this. But I'm in a a space which I'm really enjoying right now of not knowing, you know, and I've been struggling of like, well, what is it that that we do? Uh, And and really, the long and short of it is we use pizza to bring people together and and to build community. And so logically for me, I'm thinking, all right, well, that sounds pretty good. And pizza is the number one, you know, food in the world. But what the heck does community mean? You know, and, and I think there's so much going on in the world uh, and why I need to get this right. And just to be honest, I, I don't have my exact definition of that right now, but I'm excited because I know it. If you talk about community, it can't come from me. It's got to come from We. And, and and that's the, the one thing that I know. And so my working, can I share my working definition that I'm, I would love to get your feedback on, on to be honest. Uh, and nobody else has heard this yet because I'm putting it together. But the gathering and unification of a diverse group of individuals who work, live and play toward a just cause. What's your first take on, on that?
1: I love that. Um, my first take on that is whew, you know how we all find ways to separate ourselves based on our differences. But when you find the one common thing that impacts everybody, and they can put their differences aside to unite in that moment. Like, that's what that's what I see. I don't, I can't, there's not a one word, right? <laughs> that I can use to describe it. Um, and you have it in your definition, unity really is the overarching thing, right? But then it also drives me to the question though, what are you sporting about?
2: Well, yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> That was quick. And to be honest, I'm I'm really sporting about trying to get this community aspect right to where we can come together as brothers and sisters, celebrate over a meal, even if it's just this one meal. Another word I've been struggling with lately that I'm loving the struggle is impermanence. And I've had a few life challenges going on. I've been a nurse for 29 years, uh, worked in a trauma ICU at a level one trauma center for 12 of those, taking care of people, shot, stabbed, really bad car accidents. And so I've been surrounded by death, which has been a blessing for me. Uh, And now my health is giving me the business uh, a little bit. So I'm going into early retirement uh, which I'm just going to do my C4 stuff, which is my community service. You know, this I give away all as a gift. You know, what we do, uh, we don't charge any money for and we just come out and we're building community. So I have a, a sense of urgency to figure out exactly what that is. And I'm trying to take a step back, back to this word impermanence of for the first time in my life, being okay with not having all the answers. And I think I think that's where we're at, because I, I do know each and every last person that, that has the fortune to walk this earth has this gift inside them. And if we can just sit there uh, and listen to each other and inspire each other and give hope to each other, we can all rise together. Uh, which, again, when you start talking about pizza, a good pizza going to rise and that dough going to be on point and the sauce and the garlic and, and everything else. Um, But I want to just get that space right. uh, And so we can just come together uh, as a people.
1: And I think you're already you're working on that and doing that already so well with C4. So when we met before, you broke down what C4 stands for. And I want you to share that because it's it's so imperative. Right. So for what C4 stands for and all the things that you're doing behind that. You, you want to make sure that everyone is united, that everyone does have the common goal intact to their court, you know, at, in their heart, because if everyone brings their individual lies, um, small arterial uh, motives to the table, you will never be able to achieve anything because everybody is really just doing something for a different outcome. Right. Mm. So, share with us about C4, what that stands for, and how did you come up with that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I want to take a step back of what you just said, which goes back into my definition that I'm really starting to enjoy, especially after listening to you. I think the key thing is the just cause. And there's so much into that, you know, unification around a just cause. And then, how do you, you know, figure out what, what that just cause is so people, You know, everybody, our human nature is to take care of myself, but I think this pandemic is allowing us to realize that, okay, well, I need to do that for sure, but I also need to look out for my brother and sister um, because we're in this thing together. And I think when you can rally around a just cause, and there's so many amazing just causes, Then some of these things that divide us really, uh, we used to empower us and have us come together. And that's really what C4 is all about. And I've been blessed. I grew up with eight brothers and sisters, including me, uh, all within a span of, of 11 years. My mom and dad were busy. Uh, and I had the good fortune of going to private school. Uh, but I also had the great fortune of being the janitor, uh, of that school, uh, of setting up and taking down bingo on Tuesday and Thursday nights. So we had to earn our way. You know, and I had always had my needs met growing up, but we didn't have much more than that, which was great because that was uh, how it was supposed to be. So fast forward to what is C4? Really, it's it started from day one for me uh, uh, of growing up in my family. And so the first C is communication. And I define communication as listening with an empathetic ear. And I think, and these are all leadership uh, principles, values, uh, morals uh, that are applicable to anybody that's walking this earth. But if we can truly slow down and listen with empathy, with the intent of serving others, man, that's, that's a powerful, powerful person in itself right there. And you look at some of these challenges that we have, if we could just do that one, see, we're better off for it. But then you do that one, and that leads you to to the chemistry, uh, and chemistry is developing trust in yourself to bring and receive value from the connections in our life. And that's how we've evolved as a species. That's how we're going to get out of this pandemic is we're going to develop these relationships, develop these connections, and then come together uh, and realize we bring and receive value uh, to each other. Then that leads to when you get in that space, consistency. That's the third C. And two things by this, I'm not a a big swear, but hopefully I can drop a a tiny little bit. Uh, My dad was a really hard worker. uh, And so I take the first part of this definition from him. And that's BTA. You got to bust that ass. You know, you want to be good at something. You got to be willing to put in the work. But beside that, after you put in consistent work, then to consistently challenge your thoughts and perspectives to the point of vulnerability. And I think when you do that, you can put yourself out there and say, Hey, this is who I am good and bad. And it takes so much pressure off of you. And in that vulnerability, it allows you to be empowered. And then that empowerment leads you to the fourth C, which is creativity, overcoming fear to be willing to share your God-given gift. And each person has that gift. And then, yeah, C4, as you know, it's powerful. It's an explosive. And so we try and create space to help myself because I'm always working on this stuff. And people that are around uh, our organization and and teams and schools and anybody that we're working with communities uh, to to get a feel and then make those uh, their own.
1: A total mouthful. okay? because um, and especially with consistency and creativity. um, Oh, Lord, (laughs) you know, it's so funny because I always tell people that I am a creative person. Uh oh, we lost Jeff. We lost Jeff. Come on back. So let's just hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, we'll get Jeff back in here. Um, so let me just talk about this for a little bit because Jeff was talking about having communication, chemistry, consistency, and creativity. And you know, I always tell people that I am a creative person, which I am, but there's something to recognize and understand if you if you are not feeling empowered to live in your gift, why? And a lot of that is because of fear. What will other people say? How, you know, what would they think about it? What would they think about me? Who cares? Right? Like you are the person who was gifted the gift that you possess. And you do a disservice not only to yourself but for other people who need your gift, right? And so you must overcome that fear so that you can share that gift. And that allows you to also be creative and live in your creative space. And I always say as well that we are creative people. All the things that we do in this world, it, it just it isn't grown just out of the fact of just being there. It's grown out of the fact that we are creative Beings, And we are supposed to create and do things that are going to advance our lives and the other lives around us. But also this consistency piece is big for me because I think a lot of people cannot get to where they want to be because they lack consistency. They are caught up in an environment where there's extreme fast gratification. And if the results do not pan out around the first try or second try, you know, it's like, okay, well, on to the next thing. But in reality, that's not how the world works, right? Um, but then when you start bringing other people into your circle, your first C and the second C, the communication and the chemistry, you gotta communicate. You gotta communicate. I legit just um, uh, made a post today about language. You know, and some people may hear language and say, "Okay, well, you're talking about just foreign language. No, language is everything. How we communicate, how we perceive other issues it's all built around our ability to communicate and to understand. Right. But if you want to create something that is amazing with other people, you also have to make sure that you have the chemistry from yourself. So you're being real with what your gift is that it's an alignment with what it is that you're saying you want to do, but you also have the synergy with the other person that you want to bring in to help you to develop whatever that thing is. So I just, I love these, these um, four C's. I really, really do. Cause I see it in my own life.
2: Yeah. Well, I appreciate you loving them and I, I love them and feel blessed to to try and share them and then keep trying to develop them, you know? And uh, uh, yeah, I, I, you make it sound so easy uh, uh, when you're talking about it. And to be honest, it I wouldn't say it is easy, but like you said, if we can simplify life, you know, one of the guests I had on my show, uh, Aditi Serrana, who's uh, an amazing guest like you, and she's out of Mumbai and she says, we make life so difficult. Uh, and if we can just simplify it, um, you know, we kind of have everything that we need already inside us. You know, if we can just kind of slow things down and then another guest, I'm going to get this on a on a T-shirt, but it was do less better. And that is just speaking to me so much. And the older I get in and, and dealing with a few of these health challenges has really been a blessing for me to slow down and say, OK, yeah, I don't have the same energy. I don't have the same uh, opportunities to get out and do the things that I could do before. But what do I have and what can I do less of and better? And it's been, yeah, uh, I'm still processing Everything right now, but that is something I'm hanging my hat on for sure. Uh, of really keep that as my focus. And all right, what what does that mean? You know, today. And they're just slowing the days down and, and breaking them down. You know, like you said, you know, consistency is, I think, one of the, the greatest challenges. Uh, and you want to talk about achieving a high level of performance. It all boils down to consistency, you know, and can you create and get the reps in the right way uh, to, to be successful? But I think that really starts with your routine and how you approach uh, the end of the day and how you approach the the start of the day.
1: absolutely absolutely you know and this conversation just hearing you speak brought me back to your word, word impermanence because <clears throat> no matter how long we may think the day is or year is right there's still an end point to all of that and if you cannot find the consistency within yourself um or you cannot step from behind the fear to to live in your gifts, what happens when it's all over? You know what I mean? Like what, what would it all have been for? And I always always say this too, to my athlete folks, you know, this is part of what are you sporting about? What is it all for? Because you are living in a state of impermanence. You are involved in a particular thing for a particular reason for a particular time period. Whether you played for one season or two, (laughs) or if you were a career professional and you played, let's say, 15 years, it is all ending at some point. And were you true to yourself to maximize your gifts in that, to build the right relationships, to find the right chemistry? You know what I'm saying? To overcome any fear outside of the bubble that you're so used to being in to make sure that you are doing exactly what needs to needs to take place once that stage of your life ended.
2: Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I love your thoughts on it. And yeah, I've been just really letting that word marinate and trying to figure out what it is. But I think, you know, you look at, at what we're talking about and some of the challenges, but sometimes we Fast forward things, and so uh, uh, a challenge of one week or two weeks or three weeks. And if you can just really hold on to that impermanence, it actually takes a lot of uh, pressure, if you want to say, uh, off of saying, "All right, well, what can I do today?" Because there is no guarantee to tomorrow. And yeah, not that you don't need to think about you know what the future holds, but you can't you can't live in that space. You know, if you can, if you can dedicate some time for that space, but then really try and live in this impermanence, man, if you could just really grasp that, whatever that means for you, say, this is the only day I have. And and one quick short story and and a quote, my mom got sick uh, when I was growing up and uh, we were Catholic and uh, two nuns came to raise us uh, uh, for six months. And fast forward to when I got married, Sister Eileen gave me this quote that hangs in my house. What I do today is very important because I'm exchanging a day of my life for it. And you just take that with the impermanence. It's like, that's a wrap. If I can just own those two things, so many of these other things that, that take our energy, that don't allow us to share our gift like you're talking about and come at such a great expense, Oh man, we would all be so much better for it. And to me, that's right there in front of us. But how you get there is you got to slow down and you got to figure out, all right, well, what does that mean for me? Is it technology? Am I working three or four jobs? Is there a different way for me to look at how I spend my time and I'll be quiet,
1: man, that was so darn deep. Oh my goodness. And when you talk about spending time, anyone who knows me, knows. Like, I do want my money. I don't want people to screw me over about my money, right? But more than that, I don't play with my time. I do not play with my time. And you put it so perfectly or you're the nun who took care of you because you do exchange your life for it, right? It's a sacrifice. You have chose to do something so you can't do something else that you would have done or would like to do because of that option, that choice that you made in your life. How many people do you know that look up 30 years from now and say, dang, I really screwed that up. You completely exchanged your life. Like you said, you exchanged your life for what I would call a temporary situation. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Temporary situations or temporary relationships that did not feed you. It did not feed your gift. It did not elevate you and help you to evolve as a person. Now, there may be times in life where you need to um, trade part of your life for something if it is designed to help you to be better and to grow, you know, and to evolve as an individual, a professional, a parent, though that makes sense. But if you look back in the in, from the past looking forward and you say, what was it all for? you have traded your life for nothing that's just we can see so many examples of that
2: yeah and uh, and this is where fortunately this might sound bad and i don't mean to to offend anybody but working as a bedside nurse you know in a in a trauma center unfortunately or fortunately I've been there when when the patients and families are having these conversations that you're talking about of sometimes where we get it right. Uh, and death is is such a beautiful thing that comes for us all. Uh, or unfortunately, I've seen when we get it wrong and there's just so much unsettled business that they don't have time for. You know, and there's another quote, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to remember it. I should keep my mouth closed, but when you were talking, it was like, oh man, that quote, the chief cause of failure in life is when we exchange what we want most for what we want at the given moment. And it's just like, whew. Uh, Yeah, so we, and we've, I've been guilty of that uh, for sure. Um, But if you can keep that at the forefront, um, realizing that, that everything comes with a price, uh, and just try and structure your life to, to stay on that path and then get people around you that are going to help, help keep you uh, on that path. It's powerful. And again, why, why your athletes and the people that work with you are so fortunate. Uh, and I love how you say, Hey, yeah, no, get me my money. Uh, uh, and I'm a value my time. Um, but that's, And why I told you this when you were on my show uh, uh, of why I was giving you my wife's nickname, the truth uh, too, is those people are invaluable that can give you that feedback and give it to you uh, honest on the up and up, and then you can digest it. Okay. I needed to hear that. Uh, So yeah. uh, Congrats to you for, for doing you.
1: Thank you. And you know, throughout my life, I, I do have to say that I'm super, super thankful to have, the proper discernment around who I bring in, like in my circle. Um, And whenever there had been any issues, you know, it was was one of those life things where I didn't necessarily have to say I'm through with you. It's just like, it fizzled out perfectly, you know. Um, There was a few years ago, one relationship with a friend where not only did I trade, my life in a sense, you know, my business helping her in a situation. But the, what she did was she technically stole from me. You, not only did you, you steal my time, but she went behind my back to do something, um, to basically cut me out of the deal that I was working in on for her, but it backfired to her. And she ended up having to come back to me and say, Hey, I need you to do this, do that. I'm like, no, but it, it hurt me so bad because I realized you know, there will be situations that will come up when you think that you have put every measure in place to protect yourself. And I always tell my clients this. Sometimes you never know. Every client will teach you something different. Every relationship will teach you something different. But it's up to you to have that consistency to go in and now fill the gap where you didn't foresee one in the future. I mean, um, in the past. Right. Um, but that was a situation where I said, OK, I cannot allow this person to be around me because you are a detractor. You are a person who creates deficits, right? And for me, you created a deficit in multiple ways in a short period of time and didn't really care about it. And so we have to be so cognizant about that because if you're in a situation where you're literally trading your life and your time for folks who have said that they are your friend but their actions state and show something differently, It is, why are you holding on to that relationship? You know, in the book, what are you sporting about? One of the things I talk about is self-preservation. And I had to get this a long time ago, right? For so long, I just, I was the one feeling like, okay, I got to help this person. I got to do this. I got to do that. What do you have left after that? Because now if you're finding yourself in a situation where you don't even have the energy to lift yourself up, you, you're not good for anybody because you can't even take care of yourself. And if you have family or friends who are there to just see, to get what they can out of you and use you up and create multiple deficits in your life to a point that you can't even refill those deficits, it's time to move on because you're not preserving your own life. You're not preserving your own future. You're not preserving like with the situation I just told you about, you're not even preserving your business. If you allow people to come in and tear you down that way.
2: Yeah, no, I I love what you, and I love energy deficit. And again, not to keep going back to my health, but when we kind of take for granted, or at least I did, you know, being a a former athlete and, you know, being pretty athletic, playing division one college basketball. And yeah, but now that's, that's not even close to who I am. And so I really look at, all right, where does my time go? Where does my energy go? And I cannot afford energy deficits. I just can't do it. It comes at too great of an expense for me now. And I'm sure you've heard of this before, but your brain is, is 2% of your body weight. Uh, and this amazing organ uses 15% of our cardiac output, which is your heart rate times your stroke volume. Stroke volume is how much blood get, gets kicked out on one heartbeat. So that's a good chunk. That that tiny little organ uses 20% of your oxygen consumption, uh, which is a lot. And you start talking about athletes now. And if we're not right up here and we got stress and we're letting people take our energy, it comes at an expense because now this is using 20%. Well, I don't have the rest of it to get to my muscles and to get me jumping and moving and running fast. And then the, the key thing Uh, There's a game changer. I think that maybe people aren't all the way aware of is when you allow people to come in and take this deficit uh, uh, and put you in an energy deficit, your brain uses 25% of your glucose consumption. And so now you get into your story that you were sharing about someone that's taken that energy. Well, yeah, you got nothing left. So now you come home to spend time with your husband and your son and uh, no, I got nothing. You need to put energy into writing uh, your third book. Nope, nothing. You know, somebody took that from me and, and I, I'm not trying to sound harsh, but I think if we could, and this is just where I'm at, but really evaluate, all right, where does my time go? Where does my energy go? And have that, that concept of impermanence. I think we would make some better decisions and I think our our interactions would be that much more, you know, vibrant and, and meaningful. Um, and I think we would just slowly start to come together again uh, as a people.
1: I agree. And athletes to visionaries, uh, LinkedIn viewer says that this is great. Keeping your cup full is critical, and it and that's a such a true statement. I think some people um, think that the proverbial cup. Our people, their friends, and all the accolades that they may receive until they realize keeping my cup full is on me, right? Um, proper rest, eating right, cutting off negative things and people and situations in your life. Like that is keeping your cup full. And you know, and I didn't even realize, Jeff, that I think I have been living in impermanence. And I don't know if I had shared this with you. uh, When I was on your show about my grandmother passing and I just felt like I had to I got to get I got to get this stuff done. I have to set it and do it because there's something that I feel like is is pressing when we're talking about gifts. okay? people's gifts. And to me, I feel like it's a divine gift because all of us have something that is so unique and only germane to us. Right. But then there are also so many people who are out there who are afraid to operate in those gifts. So for me personally, time is of the essence because someone needs me. Not to sound, you know, (laughs) crazy, but someone needs me. Someone needs you. Someone needs the next person to find that motivation to get up and to go out into the world and operate in their own gift. So just going back to keeping, keeping our cup full, a lot of that is on us. It's on the individualized person, wherever you get your, your spiritual fulfillment from, um, you know, I, I love listening to like these motivational videos and I've been listening to podcasts. Sometimes I'll see someone on Facebook on a Facebook Live, and if I I know the individual and I know the truth that they speak, I'm like, okay, let me let me tune into that because you need to you need to have something deposited back into you. Our world, everything that's around us, depletes us so much. You know, you turn on the news, and and what you hear and see is death and all the ways that things aren't right. That's a de- that's a depleting. Mechanism, right, and it it does take our energy away from us. So you have to make sure that you're finding the the outlets and the the tools that are around you to fill your cup back up. Because if you don't, like I said, it's going to be a self-preservation issue. You won't even be able to help anyone because you can't help yourself.
2: Mm. Hey, Amen. Uh, that's really about all I got to say to that. And yeah, and I think I think. You know, sometimes it's weird. I I say I'm I'm selfish, you know, uh, a lot because in just what you're saying, yeah, I'm not going to be good for my wife and kids and the people that I serve if I'm not taking care of myself. And and so one, you know, maybe the last thing I know, we only got a little bit of time, but I've I've used to be. Hey, ask me for something, great. I'm going to go for it. Let's go. Not even you know think about it. Um And with the, my new kind of outlook with my my health, I really have figured out how do I make decisions now? You know, and, and so one, the, like you've been talking about the communication, you know, so many times we don't really know what's being asked of us, you know, so in clarity on, all right, well, what is it? What is it that you're asking me to do? And what is it that you're going to do? And then my second kind of decision tree, once I have the, the facts that I need, then I go down, okay, does this opportunity allow me to serve, connect, learn, and grow? Uh, and if that's, if those are all yes, then I go to the next one. Okay, does it benefit my health? Because I'm not able to do any lifting and do much physical stuff anymore. So if you're asking me to come over and move some wood and knock down some trees and everything, and we would be connected, uh, I'm not, that's not good for me. So I would have to say no. But so that second uh, one, hey, that one's yes. Okay, now I move on to the other one. Does the opportunity allow me to, with the people that I'm going to be with, to serve uh, uh, and experience joy and happiness? And I get three yeses out of that. After I know exactly what's being asked, boom, I'm all in, all in. Any no? All right, I'm out. And that's been that's allowed me to get some clarity to get back to this impermanence, to to get back to realizing, hey, where where does my time go? Where's my energy? go? Uh, and then to feel good about learning how to say no. You know, that's why I think I'll just speak for myself, and then I'll let you talk. Is before it was always yes, 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 yes. But I think I think uh, it, you give yourself a gift when you figure out how you make decisions, figure out where does your energy go, and then learn how to say no, no, thank you. You know, uh, and maybe there's someone else that you know that that is a good opportunity for. But that's just where I've been uh, lately, trying to figure stuff out.
1: Sounding like Maxine Waters over there reclaiming my time. <laughs> I'm reclaiming my time and we have to do that. You know, my son is three years old and his favorite word is no, probably because he's heard me say no so many times. So when I'm trying to tell him to do something, he's like, no, mama, like, boy, yes. (laughs) But anyway, I, I, look, Jeff, I love this conversation. I always love talking to you and I don't want to keep you um, too long on here, but I do want to, um, I, I want you to tell folks where they can find you and also where they can follow life's essential ingredients because you guys are doing something so special and so amazing on that platform. I mean, it's just very well thought out, beautifully positioned, and folks need to definitely make sure that they find their way to that podcast so they can hear more about what you guys do and the individuals that you bring on there to be inspired and impacted to live consistently and creatively in their gifts.
2: Uh, Well, thank you for that. And yeah, not a big, I wish I was uh, had a more of a presence. I'm I'm not into that, but you can uh, reach out to me at Jeff, J E F F at C uh, for the number leaders.org. And that's our website to C4 leaders.org. We're out of California, Northern California. Uh, and now, uh, we should be opening up, uh, next week out here. Uh, but hopefully people will start reaching out, uh, and we go out and we build community, uh, uh, with pizza. Um, uh, yeah, as far as a podcast, it's life's essential ingredients and it's on, you know, the, all the main platforms. Um, and that has been so much, I'm sure you're having fun with podcast. I don't know how you do it. Cause you're, you got so much going on. Cause it's a lot of work to do, to do a podcast, but that has been so much fun for me. And I've learned so much And the people that we've interviewed from all over the world, just incredible. Uh, and so yeah, that's life's essential ingredients. And then I'm trying to take a, a picture, uh, out of your playbook. Uh, I authored a children's book, uh, and it's not done yet. The illustrator's finishing it up, but hopefully in August that will be out. It's got kind of a crazy title, but I love it. And it's pizza day. We rise together. And it's uh, told from the standpoint of a third grade teacher. Uh, and, and it's going to be a really cool story. Uh, and so we're going to bring that out when we do these events and, and give that out to uh uh, the communities and the schools that we work with so that's kind of what's going on out here in california and with c4 leaders uh as usual always so good to see you appreciate everything that you're doing uh out there in in chicago and your community and for all the athletes that you're giving such great uh guidance and advice uh so thank you for that
1: You are, you are welcome. And I cannot wait to see that book. So make sure you definitely send it to me because I send me the link so that I can go and get a copy for my kiddo. Um, So Jeff, thank you again for coming on to the show, guys. Definitely go and look up Life Essential Ingredients. It's on all the podcast channels. You can email Jeff. He gave his email uh, today. So make sure that you email him if you have any questions about that. And he's also on LinkedIn. So follow him on LinkedIn, Jeff Christian. Okay, but I do want to remind you guys that look, athletes making moves is going to be huge. And I want you to be in the room. There's something that is important about taking action. And also, I'm gonna take a, a C4 out of just page, being consistent. If there's things that you want, you have to be consistent about it. So make sure that you book your ticket, your seat for athletes making moves happening. July 31st, 2021 at 1.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. The link is at the bottom of the screen. You can go and follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and just get involved with all the things that we're gonna be launching to help you you know, understand name, image, and likeness, not just from a collegiate standpoint, but also from a professional standpoint, all right? So again, my name is Savannah Briles, Protector of Athletes. It is my pleasure, as always, to bring you guys dynamic guests. On what are you sporting about so that you can live, be encouraged, inspired and motivated to your next level. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Ciao.